You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts in southern China had over 140 works stolen from their collection. But nobody noticed for years. This is because the thief replaced every item he stole with his own paintings. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. I thought it's a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today I'm going to be talking about what is probably one of the most audacious acts of art theft and forgery I have ever read about. I'm not sure how much you can believe from an admitted thief and forger, but according to Xiao Wan, he was not the only one stealing and forging works in the university collection. Zhao was a librarian with a key to the university's storeroom. He says that starting in 2004, he would let himself in, take an artwork, and replace it with his own forgery. He left the job in 2010 after allegations of this conduct, which he was very clearly guilty of, came to light and he was turned over to the police. He took 143 paintings from prominent Chinese artists. He said he sold 125 of them, earning over 34 million yuan, which is about 6 million American dollars. He said he spent the money buying other art. Now, if you're noticing, I said he stole 143 paintings, but sold 125 of them, and 125 is fewer than 143, you may be wondering about the other 18. Were they just no good and he couldn't find a buyer? Apparently, he held on to the best pieces because police say those 18 works are worth an estimated 70 million yuan. Now, some guy working in a museum quietly helping himself to the collection of artworks and then replacing them with his own copies seems pretty strange and bold. But the next bit brings this story to next-level bananas territory. According to Xiao, theft and forgery were rampant. He said he noticed that people were stealing his forgeries and replacing them with their own forgeries. It kind of makes you wonder if even he was getting the originals or if he was forging a copy of a forgery. I mean, he did steal and copy work by Zhang Dakian a landscape and still-life painter who was also considered to be a master forger himself. The forger was forging works by a forger only to have his forgery taken and forged. It's like Inception, but instead of some sort of crazy technology that allows people to go to different levels of dreams within dreams, it's some librarian going into a closet and taking a 17th century of painting of a rock and birds. I guess there's not really much similarity there at all, but still, the movie Inception had a pretty cool premise and great special effects, if I recall correctly. 
Zhao pleaded guilty in court, and he warned of the lax security, causing problems for the museum's collection. It's kind of funny when you think about it. The thief is saying, you know, well, the real problem here is that the museum wasn't doing enough to stop me from stealing from them. But he said that he noticed fakes in there from his first day on the job. Obviously, quite a few more of them were popping up through his time there. And I absolutely love this quote from Zhao. After he was caught and he was talking about how rampant the forgery was, he said, I realized someone else had replaced my paintings with their own because I could clearly discern that their works were terribly bad. I mean, at least he took pride in what he was doing, even if it was kind of shameful. You may be wondering about this lax security and how so many forgers were getting access to the works. I guess the university professors and students can take out paintings the same way that you and I might check out a book from the local library. I gotta say, I kind of love that idea of being able to take out great works of art, for art being accessible to everyone. But I guess this is why we can't have nice things. This week's fan fact is coming from my buddies over at the Big Balance podcast. I gotta say, this one's a cool one for me because I am actually a listener of their podcast, have been for a while, ever since I came across them on social media, and the guys are just so nice. They offer thoughtful perspectives, but also practical advice to help you with work-life balance and all of that sort of stuff that, quite frankly, I am terrible at. So I've been listening to their podcast for a while, trying to get a little bit better at that whole life thing. Brian was nice enough to take a few minutes and send me a fun fact that's made my life a little bit better and my work a little bit easier. It's been a goal of mine to get this podcast to be a little bit more interactive, so I'm going to turn it over to him now. Hi, everyone. This is Brian, host of the Big Balance Podcast, a show about work, life, and everything in between. On a recent episode, we were talking about how sometimes it's good to spend money to free up your time, but how sometimes that can go off the rails. I had hired a cleaning company to spruce up my house as I was moving, and that ended up doing a lot more harm for me than good. As it turns out, I'm not the only one who's had problems hiring the wrong person for the job. My fun fact for today is that there have been some amazing art restorations that left the original work in ruins. Some experts have detected trace evidence suggesting Mona Lisa's eyebrows were erased in a botched restoration effort, and that's not the only one of Leonardo's works that's gotten some rough treatment. The painting Salvador Mundi set the record for the most expensive painting ever sold at auction, fetching a price of nearly half a billion dollars. But experts say it's had so many aggressive restorations over the years that none of Leonardo's actual brushwork remains today. And that's assuming he even painted it to begin with. I highly recommend if you're struggling with work-life balance and all of that, check out the Big Balance podcast. I'm going to link their page in my show notes for this episode. And if you have a fun fact you'd like to share, you can email me, whoartedpodcast at gmail.com. 
This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.